أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله أهل الله واللعنة على آدائهم وآداوتهم إلى يوم اللقاء الله السلام عليكم جميع ورحمة الله وبركاته First of all, I would like to congratulate all the Mu'mineen and Mu'minat, especially the Imam of our time, Imam Mahdi Ajallahu Ta'ala Fadahu Sharif. Allahumma salli ala. On the birth anniversary of his father, Imam Hassan al-Askari alayhi salatu wassalam. Allahumma salli ala. So as you know, dear brothers and sisters, that tonight we are gathered to celebrate the birth of our 11th Imam. And according to the narrations, his birth is on the 8th of Rabbi Thani or Rabbi Al-Akhir as they say. And in other narrations, it's also mentioned to be the 10th of Rabbi Al-Akhir. And since we are between the both dates, and today we just passed the day of 8th of Rabbi Al-Akhir, and we are celebrating the birth of our 11th Imam today. He was born on the 8th of Rabiul Akhir, the year 232 years after Hijram. And as you know, we conclude the mourning period of Muharram and Safar with the martyrdom of Imam Hassan al-Askari alayhi salatu wasalam on the 8th of Rabiul Awal, the year 260 in which he was martyred. So he lived nearly approximately 28 years. And amongst those 28 years, the time or the time period of his imamat was six years. And as we know, as you know that Imam Hassan al-Askari was amongst the youngest imams to be martyred. And today, we are here to celebrate his birthday. So there is a hadith from Imam al-Askari Salawat. So Imam says that there are no qualities above these two. So what are those two qualities that Imam والسلام, is saying that are the greatest, are great? In which he says faith in God is number one, faith in God and number two, being beneficial to the Muslims or being beneficial to the brothers. So these are two things that Imam والسلام, that he mentions that are great deeds, are great actions. And first, I would like to talk about the faith of God, faith in God. How, what is the meaning of faith in God, or how do we practice faith in God? So in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allahu ulil amri minkum. That obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obey the Rasul, and obey those who have authority amongst you. And as you know, this is, verse is clear, clearly referring to our Imam. Because we are, we belong to a group of people, we belong to a sect where we have our leaders who are divinely appointed. They are not somebody that we can, you know, elect or select amongst, we gather amongst a few people and select that this is going to be our next leader. That doesn't work in, for us. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us divine leadership, imamat. And in imamat, is a divine system in which a divine leader is appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that means that the divine leadership is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints a leader for you. And that's what we believe in. 
So Imam al-Asqari is one of the divinely appointed Imams that we follow. And when it is said to have faith in God, that not only means that, you know, everybody says there's a lot of people who say that I believe in God. But when you see their behavior, when you see their actions, you cannot see God in their actions at all. You cannot see God in their speech at all. You cannot see God and how they behave with others. So in order to understand the faith in God is that we must be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he is telling us that, you know, that I am the authority amongst you, I am authority, believe in the authority of Rasul and those divinely appointed. So in this case, we are following the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we listen to, in the Quran it is saying, it's not, we are not getting from anywhere else, but in the Quran it is saying that, you know, Allah wa Rasul. Obey Allah, obey the Rasul and the divinely appointed. And now, when we are, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, when he was about to pass away, during his last hajj, we see that when Rasulullah was coming back, he had the whole caravan stop, and he took Imam Ali alayhi salatu wasalam, and he said that, Man kuntu mawla fa'aliyun mawla, that I am your master, and whoever I am your master, Ali is his master. So we see over there that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. He was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that announcement. And in the Quran it says that if you do not make this announcement, it is as if you have done nothing. So that means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding Rasulullah to appoint Imam Ali alayhi as his leader. And we know that whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says, it's not from him, but rather it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now that we see that Rasulullah, he has appointed Imam Ali alayhi salatu wasalam as the imam, as a divine leader who is supposed to lead the ummah after his demise, we see that there are some selected people who not only they don't listen to Rasulullah, they're disobeying Rasulullah, they are disobeying the divinely appointed leader and ultimately they are not obeying, dis disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they go and decide and choose their own leaders. But over here, we are following Rasulullah, we are following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we believe in Imam Ali as our leader. And after Imam Ali, we see that Imam Hassan alayhi salam, he is the next divinely appointed leader. And whatever Imam Hassan alayhi salatu wasalam does is a role model for us. We should follow his behavior, we should follow his actions, we should follow his sayings and obey his sayings. Because when we are obeying any of the hadith from any of the imams, we are ultimately obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they don't get anything from themselves, whatever they have, whatever the knowledge they have, the way they behave is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now after Imam Hassan, we see that if we have Imam Hussain alayhi salatu wasalam, who sacrificed his whole entire family along with his companions, just so he could preserve the true Islam, the true religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see that followed by Imam Hussain, Imam Zainul Abidin, Imam Muhammad al-Baqi, Imam Ja'far Sadiq alayhi salatu wa salam. This chain of vilayat, this chain of obedience, does not only conclude at Imam Ali, Imam Hassan, or Imam Hussein, but it goes on to Imam Hassan al-Askari alayhi salatu wasalam. 
اللهم صل على محمد and we see that the leadership of Imam Hassan al-Askari al-Islam is divine. He is an Imam and we believe him to be a divine Imam. So now we see that Imam Hassan al-Askari al-Islam, he is buried in Samarra, today in Iraq. And we see it's a city north of Baghdad, say about 60 miles or so. And we see at the time, even today, Samarra is a city, there is uh, the uh, rivers right there. And you know, it's a good climate there, it's good to grow uh, crops and so on and so forth. It's a fertile land. And Imam al-Askariya he was there in that city of Samarra, which he is buried today. And we see there's several stories that I can talk about, which show us and talk, uh, tell us about Imam al-Askariya in which he is, please recite loud salawat. So there is a day that Imam al-Askari is in the city and you know the Khalifa of uh, Al-Abbasi, he takes him to a great height. Even when you go today, you're going to see a great structure in Samarra where Imam al-Askari was taken. And you know he's taken on a great height. So Al-Abbasi, the uh, Khalifa of Al-Abbasi, he shows, you know, look, uh, he shows this to the Imam that look at how much uh, soldiers that I have in front of me. And you know Imam al-Askari is lo looking. The reason he wanted to show Imam al-Askari his army was that you know if Imam was planning of revolting, having any revolution or having any stance against the government, he should know that you know this is my army, this is how many soldiers I have and therefore if he has any thought of that, he wouldn't think of that. So when Imam al-Askari he shows, he takes his two fingers and puts it in front of the leader of al-Abbasi and he shows that this is your army and look at my army. When he shows his hand in front of uh, Al-Abbasi Khalifa, he sees that you know there are soldiers everywhere from the ground to the sky. So everywhere he looks, he sees the soldiers of Imam Al-Askari alayhi salatu wassalam. And this is one of the reasons that he is named Al-Askari. Number one, he is in a city of Samarra where it's like an uh, army city. And there the Al-Askar is there. So that's one reason. The second reason, this story, how Imam Al-Askariya he showed his army to the Khalifa Al-Abbasi. And some of the achievements of Imam Hassan Al-Askariya is that he has done the tafsir of the Quran. So all his students wrote down the tafsir and he was amongst the, one of the Imam who did the uh, tafsir of Al-Quran. And there is another story that I want to share with you that we see even in the past, in the time of the Khulafa, the so-called leaders of Al-Islam, whenever they needed help, whenever Islam was in danger, they, and they would not be able to solve the issue, who would they bring? Imam Ali Al-Islam. And similarly, in this situation, I'm going to show you how even though the leader of the time, the Khalifa, he knows that he is a truthful leader, Imam Al-Askir is a truthful leader, he is the one who is uh, appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the one who should be the king, he imprisons the Imam. And in this story, it's going to show how despite knowing the reality, how Imam al-Asqir just like other members of the Ahlul Bayt he comes forth to defend Islam. So there is a drought in the city of Samarra. And you know, people a lot are praying that you know the rain comes, but you know a few days pass by and the rain doesn't come. So there is a man who is a monk uh, from another religion. 
So people say that you know he, whenever he is asking for the prayer that ra it rains, then it starts raining. But whenever the Muslimin are asking to uh, for rain, it's not raining. So you see over here the Basi Khalifa he is thinking that you know this could shake my power, this could uh, shake my throne. So he says there's only one way out of this uh, problem. He called Imam al Askari into the field wherever the Muslimin from the town are get. Uh, you know, are gathered, and he sees that the monks or the priests, whoever they are from other religions, they are present as well. So everybody is there, the leader, uh, the Khalifa is there, Imam is there, the people are there, and the monks are there. So, you know, everybody's asking for the dua, it doesn't rain. So when the monk comes forth and asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the rain, it starts, you know, showering. But after that, Imam al Askari tells one of his close companions, to go into the hand of that person who is asking the dua, the monk. And he says that there's going to be a something in his hand. Bring that to me. So the companion of the imam or one of the person next to the imam. He goes forward, takes the, the thing that uh, the monk had in his hand. And brings it to imam. Imam says this is a bone of one of the prophets from the past. And now ask the monk to uh, make dua for the rain. And when the, the monk made the dua for the rain, it didn't rain. So that showed when Imam Hassan al-Aisir he said the reason he was, that there was rain because of when he was doing dua is because of this uh, bone. So when Imam al-Aisir then he made a prayer about uh, for it to rain. And he made the dua saying that until any, everyone gets home in the town, it should start raining. After he makes that dua, everybody goes home and it starts raining. Imam al-Askari he prays the two rakat uh, for thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's uh, so many achievements by Imam al-Jawadi Imam al-Hadi Imam al-Askari where they have created, they have worked for the, the disappearance or the um, when Imam Al-Salaam is going to be in Ghaybat, when Imam Al-Hujjah, Ajallahu Ta'ala Fajahu Sharif, he is going to be in occultation, and that's is the Imams, they worked to create a system in which the Mu'mineen, after Imam Al-Asiyya during the occultation, they would have the opportunity to benefit from the knowledge of Ahlul Bayt to get benefit from the question and answers from the Imam and to have access to the Imams. So there's a similar situation that Rasulullah faced that before he passed away, you know, he had a, in the, uh, something in his mind that, you know, after pass away, who is going to lead the Ummah? And the Ghadir was a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which was given to the Prophet in order to pre preserve Islam and take forward Al-Islam. And similarly, Imam Al-Askari he had a similar situation that, you know, after he passes away, after he is martyred, Imam Al-Hujjah is going to be into an occultation. How will the Mu'mineen, how will the believers be have access to the Imam? So as you know, there's two types of occultation. One is the minor occultation and the one we are in right now is the major occultation. And during this, the time of the minor occultation, Imam Al-Hujjah, Imam Al-Mahdi, Ajallahu Ta'ala, Fajr Al-Sharif, He, in this time, he selected four of his uh, you know, representatives. 
That doesn't mean that there were four representatives at the time. At a time, there were one at a time. After the first one passed away, there was a second one. After the second one passed away, the third one, and so on. We see that Imam established a network of Shias around the globe or around the world known to the Muslims at that time. For if you wanted to ask a question, you did not have to come directly to the Imam, but Imam had a representative or somebody in around the Muslim world where you could go to that person and ask that person the question that you had and whatever the response they would give would be the response of the Imam. So we see that in the region, Imam al-Askari and the past Imams, uh, Imam al-Jawad, Imam al-Hadi and Imam al-Askari played a major role in establishing a network for the Shia community acro uh, across the region. And that is one reason that today we have a system of ijtihad and marji'iyah. So if we have any questions related to uh, anything, we can ask the marji'iyah in terms of uh, Islamic questions um, amongst the religion que religious questions that we have. And that's where we get our guidance from. And it is not something, you know, that popped up, you know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 200 years ago. This is on the order of the Imam that we are following the merjas of the time. And it's important that we realize that in order to get the guidance from the Imam, we have to listen to what the Imam is saying. This goes back to what the hadith that I mentioned earlier that faith in God. Faith in God is when you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is when you obey the Rasulullah, when you obey the Imams. When you're obeying them, you're obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's one of the parts Imam is saying to have faith in God. I can say all I want that, you know, I believe in God is one. God is one. But when I don't show it with my actions, whenever I am behaving, I am being aggressive towards others. Whenever I speak to others, I'm, you know, using bad language towards the others. But when we follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it should show in our actions, it should show in our behavior, it should show the way we behave. And the second part that of the hadith was, the first one was faith in God, and the second was, was being beneficial to the Muslims, being beneficial to the others. So Imam والسلام, is encouraging us to be a source of benefit for the others. For example, if you have any position in which you can help others, for example, you're in a position where you can give a job to somebody who doesn't have a job, for example, if somebody is in need, they need money and you have that money. You can give that money and you are going to get the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives each person and each individual has a different ability. Some people may have time and they don't have the uh, money. But some people have money and they, ha they don't have the time. But in this situation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you know, Rahim. He is uh, the merciful. And the Imam is telling us that, you know, we should be a source of benefit to the brothers. So in whatever way that we can help the others through our guidance, through our knowledge, through our money, through our time, whatever that we have, we should use it for, you know, helping others. And that's a lesson that Imam Islam he gives us that have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning obey Allah, obey the Rasul, obey the divinely appointed leaders. And secondly, being beneficial to the brothers. So we should be someone, if somebody has a problem in, the, in mind, we should be the first person that somebody thinks of, you know, I have this problem, if I talk to this person, he can help me get a solution. He can help me solve this problem. So we should be amongst the followers of Ahlul Bayt in all type of, in all aspects of our life. We should be able to provide guidance and help whenever somebody asks us for help. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this uh, sacred night, Laylatul Jum'ah, the Zayat of Aba Abdullah,
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the ziyarat of Aba Abdullah. We, grant, uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide us guidance from Ahlul Bayt alayhi salatu wasalam. Keep us firm on the path of Ahlul Bayt. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hasten the reappearance of the Imam of our time, Imam Mahdi ajallahu ta'ala fadjahu sharif. Lastly, let us have uh, five times a mayudim for the people who are sick, in distress, in need of our prayers. Especially if anybody who you know need our prayers, let us recite five times a mayudim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَاهُ وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءَ 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 اللهم اشف كل مريض بحق محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين Please recite a surah Fatiha one, three times four for all mu'minin marhumin the marhumin of Shaykh Man, the marhumin of Shaykh Fadil and Dr. Nasir Zadi who passed away on Tuesday Al-Fatiha ma'as-salawat